Hello and welcome to episode 450 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Thursday, February 23rd, 2023 in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Thursday prayer to the most blessed Virgin Mary to obtain heaven. O Queen of Paradise, who reignest above all the choirs of angels and who art the nearest of all creatures to God, I... A miserable sinner, salute thee from this valley of tears, and beseech thee to turn thy compassionate eyes towards me, for whichever side they turn, they dispense graces. See, O Mary, in how many dangers I now am, and shall be as long as I live in this world, of losing my soul, of losing heaven and God. In thee, O Lady, I have placed all my hopes. I love thee, and sigh to go soon to see thee, and praise thee in heaven. Ah, Mary! When will be that happy day on which I shall see myself safe at thy feet and contemplate my mother, who has done so much for my salvation? When shall I kiss that hand which has delivered me so many times from hell and has dispensed me so many graces, when, on account of my sins, I deserve to be hated and abandoned by all? My lady, in life, I have been very ungrateful to thee, but if I get to heaven, I shall no longer be ungrateful. There I shall love thee as much as I can in every moment for all eternity." and shall make amends for my ingratitude by blessing and thanking thee forever. I thank God with my whole heart, who gives me firm confidence in the blood of Jesus Christ and in thee, and the conviction that thou wilt save me, that thou wilt deliver me from my sins, that thou wilt give me light and strength to execute the divine will, and in fine, that thou wilt lead me to the gate of paradise. Thy servants have hope for all this. And not one of them was deceived. No, neither shall I be deceived. O Mary, my full confidence is that thou hast to save me. Beseech thy son Jesus, as I also beseech him, by the merits of his passion, to preserve and always increase his confidence in me, and I shall be saved. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. Holy face, holy face of Jesus of the Vale of Veronica. Dear Lord, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer these prayers in reparation for the sins which most offend God in our times, blasphemy, the profanation of Sunday, and holy days, and communism. Pater noster, quies in celis, sanctificator nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra. Panam nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitibus debitoribus nostris, et nenos inducas in tentationem, sed libra nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. The Golden Arrow Prayer. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most mysterious and unutterable name of God be praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells by all God's creatures and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the most holy sacrament of the altar, amen. For the defeat of communists, Freemasons, and all revolutionary men. Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the instruments of his holy passion, 
that thou mayest put division in the camp of thy enemies. For as thy beloved Son hath said, a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. Eternal Father, we offer thee the holy face of Jesus, covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle, in reparation for the crimes of communists, blasphemers, and for the profaners of the holy name and of the holy day of Sunday. Amen. I'd like to check out today, friends, an article from the Fatima Center's website located at Fatima.org. It is entitled, The Two Ways to Grow in Holiness, and is written by Mr. Matthew Pleasy. Begins as follows. How can I grow in holiness? How can I grow in sanctity? How can I help my family and friends to be holy? These are all great questions, and the answer is rather straightforward, even though there are hundreds of self-help books, essays, videos, podcasts, and other mediums of content on this same topic. It all boils down to, number one, conformity to God's will, and number two, growth in grace. In Divine Intimacy, Father Gabriel of St. Mary Magdalene writes, Conformity to God's will and the growth of grace in us are the two constituent elements of sanctity and of a life of union with God. These two elements are inseparable, for one depends upon the other. Our increase in grace corresponds to our degree of conformity to God's will. And if I can just step in here for a moment, that's so important. Um, Of course, when we ask our Lord for various petitions, he loves that we do that and he loves that we're trusting in him. Our relationship with the Lord according to the Catholic Church, is like a son or a daughter with their father. God is a loving father. Something I've probably mentioned on Our Lady's podcast before, maybe you've heard it yourself. Dr. Scott Hahn, the eminent Catholic biblical theologian, not being able to have a dialogue with a Muslim. They were supposed to debate. They they met for uh, coffee or breakfast ahead of time. And the his Muslim counterpart was incensed because Dr. Han kept talking about God as a father and the Muslim considered that to be blasphemy because the Muslim understanding of God is like a boss worker, master slave relationship. That's completely contrary to who God actually is. He's a loving father. So he wants to hear from us. He wants to hear our petitions, but even greater than that, is we should be asking for the grace to do the Lord's will, whatever that might be. You know, you can make a number of decisions in life. And of course, foremost among them for many people is, should I remain single? Should I become a priest or religious? Should I get married? Um, We don't just go into that saying, okay, I definitely want to do this just because, you know, we... We seek the Lord's guidance first and foremost, and we seek the guidance and the um, instruction of our, our family as well, but we seek out the Lord's will, and it doesn't have to be a complicated prayer. Lord, what do you want? Lord, what's your will? And not just for the big decisions in life, as far as are you going to get married, are you going to become a priest or religious, are you going to remain single, 
But, you know, this, the small everyday decisions, you know, what is the best thing to do, Lord, that shouldn't, uh, you know, make us paralyzed in our decision making and think, oh, I have to wait for a bolt of lightning to come from heaven in order to um, act on this. But we have to make our lives Christocentric. My father was fond of telling a story about one of the priests back in high school talking about making your life Christocentric, having everything be focused on Jesus. And if that's our perspective when we start off with prayer, not the unholy trinity of me, myself, and I, but the most holy trinity, we can't go wrong. God will lead us in the way that he wants us to go. And as Father Pablaki used to say over at St. Josephat's in Chictawaga, God makes your pleasures more pleasurable. We'll get more joy out of life when we do things the Lord's way. When we do things our way, we end up miserable. Do things the Lord's way, you're going to end up joyful. I guarantee it. Mr. Pleasy says, step one, obey the commandments. The first element of a life of sanctity is one that eschews sin and therefore is a life lived in the state of sanctifying grace. At the moment of death, the presence or absence in our soul of sanctifying grace will determine if we are sentenced to an eternity in hell or not. It is really that simple. We therefore must obey the commandments of God and the commandments of the church, i.e. the precepts, and reject all mortal sin. Sanctifying grace is introduced into the soul at the moment of one's baptism. If we fall into sin after our baptism, we must have recourse to the sacrament of confession. We should also avoid all venial sins, which, while not damning a soul, are nonetheless offensive to God and which can harm our souls. And Mr. Pleasy put an, uh, an end note in here, which I'd like to share as well. He says, as stated in The Three Ages of the Interior Life by Father Garagou Lagrange, mortal sins must be confessed in number and in kind and cause. They must be confessed along with sincere contrition. Venial sins committed with full deliberation are a serious obstacle to perfection. When fully deliberate venial sin, when not rejected, is like a poison that slowly kills an organism. We must also guard against semi-deliberate venial sins, which are committed with less reflection and into which there enters a certain amount of surprise and impulse. Lastly, sins of frailty are committed because of human weakness and the will has only a small share in them. They are atoned for quickly and are not a serious obstacle to perfection, but we must seek to diminish them in number. The article continues with Mr. Pleasy saying, Father Gabriel thus continues, quote, Jesus said, if anyone love me, he will keep my word and he will come to him, excuse me, and we will come to him and will make our abode with him, John 14, 23. Keeping his word, that is obeying God's will as manifested in the commandments, is the condition necessary for living in the state of grace and hence for everyone, the presence of the blessed Trinity in our soul. The more complete our conformity to God's will becomes, embracing not only the grave precepts, but also the smallest details of the divine law, so as to exclude not only mortal sins, but even venial sins, 
and the slightly voluntary imperfection, end quote. Our Lady of Fatima asked us to cease offending God. This really is the absolute first step in faithfully living the message of Fatima. We must remain in the state of grace and not offend our Heavenly Father, who is already too much offended. When Sister Lucia asked our Lord what penance we should do, he replied that we must each perform the duties of our state and keep God's commandments. This really is nothing more than baseline Catholicism, yet how many do not keep even this minimum? I'd also like to mention at this point a book which I read many years ago called The Heliotropium, which was a, a fancy phrase for conforming our will to the Lord's by Father Jeremy Drexel. We need to stop sinning. Individually and as a culture, there are so many sins that are, well, all sin, of course, is, is offensive to the Lord, but so many of us are just living our lives as if God did, didn't exist, even Catholics. And the Blessed Mother talks about at Fatima in 1917 how greatly our Lord is already offended. That's 106 years ago. Has society gotten better from a moral perspective since 1917? Of course not. Society has gotten progressively worse in terms of morality. It seems like the better the technology gets, the, the worse the society gets. I don't know if there's a connection there or not, but we need to do better. And we can do nothing of our own volition. It's all God's grace. We need to ask him for that grace. It goes along with step two here, growing in the life of grace. As Mr. Pleasy says, beyond avoiding sin and remaining in the state of grace, we can grow in grace by living out the Catholic faith to a higher degree through gaining indulgences, increasing our prayers and good works, assisting others in their faith, spreading the message of Fatima to save souls and other such initiatives. Our Lord has said, in my Father's house, there are many mansions, John 14, 2, illustrating that in heaven, just as on earth, there are different degrees of glory among the faithful. We can grow in grace and gain merits, though only for actions performed while in the state of sanctifying grace. Hence, the second way to grow in sanctity is to gain merits. Father Gabriel continues his reflection, quote, the more we try to seek God's good pleasure in everything and accept all the circumstances of our lives as his will, the more the life of grace grows and develops within us. The three divine persons on their part give themselves more and more to our souls, establishing their indwelling ever more fully and profoundly, thus drawing us to greater union with themselves. Then is fulfilled in us the word of Jesus. He that sent me is with me. And he hath not left me alone, for I do always the things that please him. John eight twenty nine. Put another way, we must strive to do more than the minimum required to avoid sin. Hence, we have a responsibility to strive to observe the stricter fasts of former times and to pray the rosary daily and make the first Saturday devotion. It is not sinful if we fail to do so, but we must, in some areas, Go beyond the mere minimum of the law, as stated in Practical Meditations for Every Day of the Year, and a hyperlink is given, as well as a quote. It is the constant teaching of all the masters of spiritual life that 
To make progress in the ways of perfection, we must add that which is of supererogation to that which is of obligation, not only in matters of piety, but in mortification, charity, zeal, and all other virtues. Have I followed this rule? Have I not, on the contrary, confined myself to what is of strict obligation and thus deprived myself by being illiberal towards God of the gifts of his bounty? The danger of such conduct is that we run the risk of often being unfaithful to what is of obligation. And um, I just wanted to add that for for someone that you love, okay, if you're you're married or um, for your your kids or your parents or whomever, if you really love someone, is it okay to just say I love you once? Or is it okay to just occasionally uh, do something nice for them? No, of course not. You're going to go out of your way for the people that you love the most to show them by your words and your actions that you love them. How much more should it be for God? We have to give him our best. We have to tell him that we love him every day and throughout the course of the day. And then not only with our words, but also with our actions. And that means doing good and avoiding evil. Mr. Pleasy concludes by saying, as we grow in sanctity, we can help others. Our Lord said, cast out first the beam in thy own eye, and then shalt thou see to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye in Matthew 7, 5. Hadock's Catholic Bible commentary states on this verse, Correct first thy own greater faults before thou censure the lesser failings of others. And in a similar sense, we can only help others grow in holiness and sanctity if we first do so. Thus, Father Gabriel further adds the following insight, quote, First of all, we must cooperate with grace so that the fruits of redemption can be fully applied to our souls. This is the work of our own personal sanctification. It is not limited to this one aspect, however. We are called to sanctify ourselves in order to be able to bring others to sanctity. Each one of us has a mission to fulfill for the good of others and for their sanctification. We must collaborate with Christ in extending the fruits of the redemption to as many souls as possible. I'm going to jump in here as well. Everyone who comes into your life is there for a reason. They're not there by an accident. You're born into the family you're born into the circumstances you're born into, wherever you're born, whatever conditions, for a reason. God doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't make errors. He is all loving. He is all perfect. You're where you are and with the people you're with for a reason. You have to bloom where you're planted, as they say. And we have to preach the gospel to everyone around us and both our words and our actions. Does that mean we give a sermon every day? Well, if you're a, a priest, maybe you're doing so, but the average layman, no. But by the kind things that you say, by the good deeds that you do, people will come to know Jesus Christ because they'll see him in you. Mr. Pleasy continues, Therefore, let us not overly complicate how we can become holy. We can become holy by imitating our Lord's life more and more each day. 
We have the Blessed Virgin Mary and the saints as examples to follow. And all of them ultimately won heaven by the twofold plan of living and dying in sanctifying grace while also growing in the life of grace. In the final analysis, this too is what devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary is about. As devotees of Our Lady of Fatima know, the message of Fatima focuses us upon the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Our Lord wants the whole church to practice this devotion. One who is devoted to her Immaculate Heart not only has love and reverence for Our Lady, not only proclaims her honors to all, but above all strives to imitate Our Lady. In other words, his heart becomes more and more like her heart. As St. Louis de Montfort tells us, to live as she lived is true devotion. And Our Lady always conformed herself perfectly and completely to God's will. See Luke 1.38 and John 2.5. She kept all the commandments and never ceased to grow in grace and merit. She is immaculate. And Mr. Pleasy concludes with the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi for each day. Lord, help me to live this day quietly, easily, to lean upon thy great strength, trustfully, restfully, to wait for the unfolding of thy will patiently, serenely, to meet others peacefully, joyously, to face tomorrow confidently, courageously. So ends the article. Please go over to Fatima.org. Check out Mr. Pleasy's other stuff. Uh, they have a lot of great writers there and a lot of wonderful material. Let us conclude by once again mentioning Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach located on the web at halo-soma.org. That's halo-soma.org as well as episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. I discuss um, RPM with my wonderful sister and my equally wonderful niece. What is RPM? That is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. We want to make this as popular and as, as readily available as Braille is for the blind and sign language is for the deaf. Communication is a human right. We want to help non-speakers and their families as much as possible. And let us pray now for help and for healing for our non-speaking friends and family members. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you through the intercession of St. Raphael Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. The Memorare to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known, that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness hear and answer me. Amen. By thy pure and immaculate conception, O Mary, obtain for me the conversion of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. And now for the three Hail Marys in honor of the immaculate purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, 
Benedictus Fructus Bentris Tui Jesus, Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen and a Gloria Patri for a special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis. Sancti Iosef, terra daimonem, ora pro nobis. Sancto Raphael Archangeli, ora pro nobis. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritui Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 450 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. And most importantly, please offer up prayers and sacrifices for our Catholic bishops. Goodbye and God love you.